is the With a Dog Podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I have an episode with a guest, and then every other Friday I have an episode just for your information, FYI Fridays, as we call them, short little informational episodes, doing a deep dive into something about dog care or something in the dog world. So today we are talking about human foods, so foods that we as humans regularly eat that our dogs cannot have. We all know the stories of like, oh yeah, dogs can't have chocolate or dogs can't have grapes, but you know, there's always someone that pipes up and says, my dog ate a full bag of grapes or my dog got into chocolate when they were younger and was totally fine. I'm going to break down what exactly dogs cannot have and why. And also in this episode, I'm going to discuss the approximate treatment that your dog would need if they do ingest something toxic, a a toxic human food. So this episode is kind of a tag along to the previous FYI Friday episode, which was actually a few weeks ago now, because I skipped one. And that was FYI toxic household items. Okay, let's get into this. Okay, a few disclaimers, just outline for what I'm going to talk about. One is I'm going to keep this list, as I said, two things that humans would eat. So there's a lot of lists out there, you know, on blogs and whatnot about things dogs cannot have. And some of it lists like raw bread dough and certain varieties of mushrooms. And so I'm not going to have those things in this episode because it's not like us as humans are out here eating yeasted raw bread dough on the reg. So I'm going to also assume that your dog is not going to be eating those things either. I'm going to be talking about the things we do eat that dogs cannot have. Second thing is I am not going to tell you how much your dog can have of each toxic item. That is not for me to tell you. That is for your vet or animal poison control, something like that. They can tell you if your dog ingested a concerning amount of something. It's based on not only what your dog ate, but also the size of your dog and how long ago they ingested it, etc. So as I said, not going to cover that for each specific item. And also, I'm going to toss that out. If there's some website that does tell you that, maybe red flag. Just going to say it. Like, If there are any articles that you're reading online that are telling you exactly how much your dog can or cannot have of a toxic item... I don't think that you can get that type of information or I don't think you should get that type of information online. I think you should always talk to animal poison control or a vet or maybe if online you're looking at like the veterinary almanac for toxic foods and the weight of the dog and there's a whole chart or something like that. Maybe then you could potentially online. Anyway, that's that other disclaimer. Not going to tell you that info in this episode. Next is there are quite a few foods on those online dog blogs, as I said, that are on the list of toxic human foods, not because they're actually toxic to dogs, but because they have such a high fat content, it can cause pancreatitis if eaten regularly or in a high content. So I'm also not including those in my list. And so because those things are like, cheese and ham and nuts and certain things like that, I think you just need to know that dogs shouldn't have that much human food in general. 
So that's step one, because over time it can cause pancreatitis. But I'm not going to tell you that like if your dog gets one piece of ham as a treat, that all of a sudden that's toxic and you need to rush them to the vet. And number four is kind of along those same lines. There's many foods that have an extremely high amount of sodium, many human foods that have a very high sodium content. It's kind of the same thing as the high fat. Use your discretion. Your dog should not be having a lot of human food and you should be aware of the approximate nutrients in each food. So like that high fat or a high sodium, be aware if you are giving them human food as a treat, as a snack occasionally, make sure you're aware of what's in that snack and that it is very, very occasional. And then also kind of along those lines, same thing what I what I briefly mentioned earlier with the whole mushroom thing, that there's like different varieties. So if there's different varieties of some kind of food that are actually toxic to humans, do your research on to see what type of variety of those items are potentially toxic to your dog as well. So the most common example being mushrooms. Some mushrooms dogs can have, some varieties they cannot. So do your research on that. But it's not like a flat out dogs can never have this, which is why I am not putting it on the episode today. All right, let's actually get into the list here. I tried to put it in alphabetical order and starting with alcohol, even small amounts of alcohol. So like what I mentioned earlier, raw bread dough or in some syrups, they can have ingredients that are poisonous for dogs. So ethanol, the part that's intoxicating in like beer, wine, liquor, and hops, which is used to brew beer, can cause dogs to have alcohol intoxication. So basically, you may be like, okay, so the dog's drunk. That is an issue because dogs' livers are not equipped to break down alcohol in the way that humans are. And so dogs can experience alcohol poisoning just as we can, except it's a lot more quickly and a lot more deadly. I would also argue that humans can't actually metabolize alcohol all that great, but it doesn't stop us from trying. I include myself in that. Um, Next on the list, avocado. So this one is actually up for quite some debate amongst dog owners and even in kind of the vet world. And the reason for that is avocados contain persin, which is like a fungicidal toxin. It can cause very serious health problems, even death in many animals. However, dogs are more resistant to person than other animals, but that doesn't mean that it's 100% safe for your dog to eat. Person is present in the fruit part of the avocado, so like the green inside, but in higher concentrations, the pits, the leaves, and like the actual plant. So all of the parts are poisonous to your dog, but as I said, most of it, the person is concentrated like in the leaves and the skin and the pit of the fruit. Veterinarians don't know what the exact amount of person is lethal to your dog. So in large amounts, it can cause like vomiting, diarrhea, um, definitely heart muscle damage is the biggest one that's seen in a lot of mammals. And then in addition to the person, avocado's flesh, like the fruit part that they eat, has a very high fat content, which can lead to diarrhea, vomiting, general gastrointestinal upset, and then of course pancreatitis if your dog eats it too much. So as I said, this one's a bit of a controversial one. I have seen dogs come in for like avocado poisoning 
But I've also have a friend who has an avocado tree in their backyard and their dog eats the inside of the avocado all the time and is super healthy and has great coat and skin. So who knows? One of those things that like, I don't know if you want to take the chance on, especially not in high amounts. Next on the list, caffeinated drinks slash coffee. So caffeine and theobromine are types of a toxic substance called I'm going to butcher this so bad, guys. Methylxanines? Methylxanthines is what I'm thinking. Um, Basically, it's a stimulant. So is theobromine, which is not good for dogs. It causes seizures, rapid heart rates, rapid breathing. They cannot process these type of stimulants in their body. You... You've seen those dogs that are jumping off the wall already. Do you want a herding dog to have some kind of caffeine drink? No, thank you. And that just goes for all dogs as well. No caffeine, no coffee, no tea, no sodas, any stimulants along those lines they cannot have. And then chocolate is the next one on the list. And it kind of is along the same lines of those caffeine and coffee because the toxic substances in chocolate are theobromine and caffeine. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Maybe it's bromine? Bromine? Bromine. Oh, Lord, guys. My credentials is just going down (laughs) as we talk about this. Okay. Anyway, back into it. So chocolate has theobromine and caffeine, which dogs cannot have because they are stimulants. So the ingestion of chocolate can result in potentially life-threatening heart rhythm abnormalities central nervous disturbances, increase of urine output, the list goes on. But this goes for all chocolate. So the worst is dry cocoa powder, unsweetened baker's chocolate, cocoa bean hulls, semi-sweet chocolate, sweet dark chocolate, and milk chocolate. So out of the range, milk chocolate is the least worse, but still very bad. There have even been deaths reported of animals eating like mulch, like the kind that you put in your backyard, mulch containing cocoa bean holes. So anything chocolate related, anything cocoa related, no for dogs. And as I said, it's because of the theobrimine and caffeine, which stimulate, which stimulates their central nervous system and heartbeat that can be detrimental. Moving on to the next big one, grapes. Grape toxicity in dogs can cause serious kidney damage that can lead to sudden kidney failure, which can be fatal. Raisins are also included in this grape toxicity realm. So raisins and grapes. I should have just said that at the beginning, but they're basically the same food. Um, It's interesting because kidney failure is not seen in all dogs that eat grapes or raisins. We don't know exactly why some dogs are effective at affected excessively while others are not. Even in this last week's episode with um, Marion talking about Rover.com dog sitting, she mentioned that her dog had gotten into grapes and was hospitalized for a few days. So it can affect some dogs. You'll always, always hear with anything on this list, those stories of like, oh, well, my dog ate a bunch of chocolate growing up and he was fine or a bunch of grapes growing up. As I said, some things can hurt certain dogs, some can't, but grapes are especially bad because of the potential kidney failure. 
They don't know the exact toxic substance in grapes. It's kind of believed that it could be the inability of dogs to metabolize flavonoids or tannins or or the monosaccharides from the grapes. Either way, never give your dog grapes because you don't know how they will react. All right, next one. Macadamia nuts are specifically poisonous to dogs. Because macadamia nuts are a very fatty food, there are some cases that dogs experience that pancreatitis that I was talking about, which is the inflammation of the pancreas. Other dogs have a more common experience of weakness in the back legs, vomiting, and diarrhea. Once again, we're not quite sure the exact substance in macadamia nuts that causes this. It is believed that it's the really high fat content that the dogs just flat out cannot metabolize it. Either way, no macadamia nuts for Fido. Next on the list, onions and garlic. This can also be anything in the onion family. So like leeks, chives, shallots. These can kill canine blood cells and it results in, it's called Heinz body anemia, which can be life-threatening. So this can happen even with like onion powder or garlic powder. So they are members of the it's called like allium family and and it contains theosulfate which is toxic to dogs but not humans. Theosulfate causes oxidative damage to the red blood cells resulting in hemolytic anemia, hemolytic being like blood. And so absolutely no onions and garlic for any of the dogs. And last but not least is xylitol, also known as sorbitol, also newly known as birch sugar. So if you see xylitol, sorbitol, birch sugar, any of those like fake sugar names, those are toxic to dogs. Ingestion of these type of products results in liver damage and or failure if they've ingested quite a lot of it and a severe lowering of blood sugar, which is like hypoglycemia. So honestly, this like sugar-free stuff is in a lot of things, most commonly gum and toothpaste. My dog ate so much gum out of our bags growing up. We never took him to the vet. (laughs) Like, I don't think it was a known thing that dogs could not have xylitol. Same thing with xylitol, birch sugar, sorbitol being in toothpaste. Like the amount of people out there that I'm pretty sure brush their dog's teeth with human toothpaste, no, do not do that. Great on you for brushing your dog's teeth in the first place, but many toothpastes do contain this like sugar-free xylitol product. And as I said, it can result in liver damage and hypoglycemia. All right, guys, that was the list. We got through it. Good job, everyone. Um, Last but not least, just going to go over quickly, what do you do if your dog has ingested any of these items? I went over this very thoroughly in the last episode of the toxic household items. But first things first, ASPCA animal poison control number, their phone number is 888-426-4435. They also have a free mobile app that helps you guys identify over 300 potential everyday hazards. It provides crucial information about the severity of the the problem and critical next steps. If your dog did ingest any amount of any of the products that I mentioned, 
then I would call your vet just right off the bat and let them know. You can also call the pet poison control line, but I would honestly do both and just kind of get their opinions because maybe if your dog didn't ingest a large amount of something, maybe they're okay, but it could be something that they're just not showing symptoms yet. And I would always rather get that stuff out of their body sooner rather than later. As I said, if they're a Great Dane, they have no other health issues and they get like a tablespoon of coffee, maybe it's not the biggest of deals. You can talk to your vet about that type of thing and animal poison control. If your dog is showing any type of symptom, whether you know they ingested something toxic or not, any type of, you know, lethargy, rapid heart rate, seizures, um, really pale gums, rapid breathing, slow breathing, any of the above, take them into the event. I would assume that they are having some kind of health crisis at that point. So if they ingested something that you know of, so as I said, like chocolate, they got into a chocolate bar and they are showing concerning signs and symptoms, or even if they aren't, take them into the vet. And what your vet will probably do, this is like kind of the standard, is if they ingested the item within the last hour or so, and every vet is a little bit different and every situation is a little different, so I'm not going to put a specific timeline to that. But if it's not too long after the dog has ingested, has ingested the toxic item, then they usually induce a mesis, which is, which is causing your dog to throw up. So they cause your dog to vomit everything in their stomach. Then they give them activated charcoal, which will kind of like soak up any of those toxins. And then they do an IV and monitor them for, you know, a day or two in the hospital or longer if needed. So that's kind of the, the route that they would take for any of these human foods that I listed it is a toxic substance to your dog. They want to get it out of their body, which is why they make them throw up, give them the activated charcoal. And I would say most vets then want to watch them for a little bit, at least like maybe one day in the hospital or if this happened like early in the morning, maybe just for the rest of the day to monitor them. It's up to your vet what they think is best, but that's usually how everything goes down. All right. Gave you guys all the info. I hope you enjoyed I tried to make it like, I'm trying to make these FYI Fridays like semi-entertaining while also giving you guys the pertinent information. So if you enjoy these, if you find them useful, definitely share them with your friends. There's so many pet parents out there and, you know, I know a lot of people aren't big podcast listeners, but maybe they just have 20 minutes to listen to a quick FYI Friday every other Friday. I hope it's very helpful to all the pet owners, all the dog parents out there. Go ahead and follow or subscribe on whatever app you're listening on. As I said, I have new episodes out every Wednesday, FYI Fridays, every other Friday. Lots of new exciting things are happening on the podcast coming up in the next few months. So hope you join us for that. You can follow for updates on our Instagram, which is at with a dog podcast, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok is at with a dog pod. And we'll see you next week. Bye. All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.